When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Terrio Media. Don't wait for appreciation to buy real estate. Buy for cash flow and wait. In other words, hold that house. Your hosts, Matt Andrews and Matt Terrio. Hey, flipping houses can make you rich. Holding them will make you wealthy. This is the Hold That House Show. I am Matt Terrio. And over there to my left is Mr. Matt Andrews. Bust a move. Here he goes. Uh, before we begin, we've got a, a free gift for you. We've got a great show for you today. But before we get started, we got a free gift for you. Go to holdthathouse.com. Holdthathouse.com. And download the four-hour work month. It's the 10 commandments to managing property managers, really the key ingredient to financial independence through real estate that no one's talking about, that no one's telling you about. And uh, you can get that for free at holdthathouse.com. All righty, Maddie. Uh, we've got a, uh, I don't know, rather specialized subject today. We do. Right? And uh, But it certainly can impact uh, um, a buy and hold investors' long-term results. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. This is good for, you know, if you are landlording yourself and you're managing your own properties or if you are hiring out property managers this is stuff they need to know right and uh, a good property manager will know this stuff but we're going to tell you and talk to you today about how to play nice with the city officials who have some control over your property and how you do mm-hmm. things right? right they have uh, more control than you can really imagine when you start getting they into really it. do and they yeah. and they have a lot of uh you know subjectivity on how much control they can exert and a mm-hmm. lot of that really depends on how you deal with them, mm-hmm. you know? So what we're going to talk about today, uh, it'll be a pretty quick, you know, podcast because I want to just break down just a few keys of how we uh, work with different inspectors and city officials. So, you know, who, who are the people that we're talking about for mm-hmm. starters? We're talking about, I mean, it could be one of any number of these people, like a building inspector, a plumbing inspector, electrical inspector, a compliance, you know, code, city code inspector. That's a big one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a plans examiner, a city planning department. Um, you know, fire department, health department, um, tax collector, anybody who... Don't forget that weed abatement guy. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> the weed abatement guy, yes. And yes. Section 8 inspectors, right. right? So, all of these people are people who uh, will, you know, could be inspecting your property for one reason or another. And, you know, depending on how you interact with them and how you comply with what they're asking you to do, they can make your life really easy or they can make your life a really? living nightmare, they right? Can. And mm-hmm. cost you a lot of money uh, and kill your cash flow if you don't deal right. with them right. So, you know, I think about it like, you know, when a, when a police officer pulls you over, mm-hmm. let's say you were speeding and you were mm-hmm. clearly speeding and you know it, mm-hmm. right? And they pull you over. There's two two ways to react, right. you know? You can either say, you know what? You're absolutely right. I was speeding. I totally deserve a ticket. I'm sorry. You know, appreciate what you guys do. Do whatever you got to do, mm-hmm. you know? And you're just cool, you right. know? Or you could say, 
yeah, I know why you pulled me over. And, you know, everyone was going that same speed. Mm-hmm. I was following the flow of traffic. I don't know why you got to be such a jerk. Well, guess who's getting a ticket? Right. That guy. Right. <laughs> right? That guy is getting a right. ticket. There's well, another side to that equation. You're getting pulled over for speeding and you actually weren't. That's true. Trying to be right about it, even uh, if you are right, you're that wrong. can be a very expensive proposition. Exactly. Well, the bottom line is you're never right. 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 Yeah. The only the only thing that's right is yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> that's the only right answer. So even if you weren't speeding, you didn't roll through that stop sign, no matter what, it doesn't matter. You got pulled over and they're going to react based on how you react. And that exactly. can either end up with a warning and hey, you know what? Slow down. I'm going to give you a warning on your mm-hmm. way. Or that could be, okay, you know what, pal? Get in the back of the car. We're going to chat for a while. Right. You know, and so those are the opposite extremes, and they exert a lot of control right. over you. These inspectors, I approach them the same way. Right. All right? They need to be yep. validated. Maintain the, the big picture. Keep the exactly. big picture in mind. Exactly. Yep. So You want to win the war. Yeah, exactly. Not the battle. Yeah, absolutely, because the war is long-term mm-hmm. cash flow, and a battle is, you know, hey, you're paying a little bit of money right now to do a quick fix on something, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, here are my basic guidelines. Number one- um, know who the players are, you know, right? So know who these city officials are that could affect your rental. Uh, the big one's going to be like city code inspectors, mm-hmm. okay? These guys, depending on the area you're in, the market you're in, have a wide berth of what they can do and what they can ask you to do, okay? And they will, um, you know, depending on how you react to them and how you interact with them, they can decide to be kind of lenient or they can decide to be pretty tough on you, right? right? So you have to know who those players are. Uh, know who those people are. Uh, you may not know the exact inspectors, but know the city code enforcement agency. Know what their process is. Know from a general framework what's expected of you as a property owner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and your manager should know that too, obviously, if he's managing properties for you. So know who those players are. Uh, second, get to know the system. You know, get to know what the if it's a uh, Section Eight. You know, if that's mm-hmm. the office that's coming to inspect your house for a Section Eight renter, um, get locked in on that process. Know how that works. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, when do they schedule the inspection? You know, after the lease is turned in, is that what generates the inspection? After the lease is turned in, how many days is it until that inspection happens? You know, once that inspection happens, how many days until that gets back to the Section 8 office to okay them to move in? You know, understand what that process is because there are ways you can take things that take five days sometimes and put them down to two days or take things that take two weeks and shrink it down to a week. And all those things can add an extra month, sometimes even two months to the time it takes to rent a property. And uh, that's, I mean, holding cost is, you know, where a lot of people lose their money, right? Just holding property too long before it's cash flowing. So know that process, know the system, know the general rules uh, that you're operating in, whether that's city code compliance, section eight or whatever it is. Uh, next, get to know the people. So if you were actually renting out property section eight and these inspectors are meeting you there or meeting your property uh, manager there to let them in and look at it. Uh, get to know those people. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're investing in a particular area, a particular market, and let's say you're investing in a particular segment of a city, um, many times there's just one or two inspectors in that area. You know, like I know in Tampa, where I do a lot of investing, there's one inspector that has, you know, this whole 10 mile radius where I own a lot of my rentals. So that guy is kind of the guy. You know, mm-hmm. you better believe I made friends with him, Right. you know, when I was managing my own properties. And then when I pass that off to a manager, you better believe I introduced those two. And, you know, hey, Mr. Inspector, who loves me, this is my manager. You're going to love him, too. You know, mm-hmm. and we're going to do everything you ask us to do and everything's going to be great. You know, so, you know, get to know the actual people. If there are the same inspectors coming in or the same city code inspectors, uh, a friend is going to help you so much. You know, if, they, if those people are your friends. It's going to help you in so many different ways. And it saved me, I mean, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars over Mm -hmm. the years uh, by not having to get certain things done on a certain schedule. 
And that's about, you know, remembering the goal. Right. Remembering the long term. You're like, what are you trying to do? Right. You're trying to, you know, make sure this property cash flows at its maximum peak efficiency. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what the goal is. So if that's the goal, mm-hmm. then don't get into an argument and win the day. Right. Because it's you're really, going to lose the goal. It's not about who's right or wrong. It's it's a math equation inside your portfolio. Works. It's pragmatics. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's about, okay, let me do my math today. Here's the pluses. Here's the minuses. Letting me add them all up. And what do I want actually to have in the long the long run? Then that, That's your decision. That's, that's your course of action. That's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I like to look at it from their perspective. You know, mm-hmm. understand, you know, this might be the biggest thing in your day meeting with them. And if they don't give you what you want or do it like you want to, it's going to wreck your day, right? Well, guys, you might just be one check mark in a box of 800 other boxes they have to check that day, right? Right. So what's their perspective? They want to get into this and get out of this with the easiest possible peaceful resolution and move on with the day because they've got to have 800 other check marks, Mm -hmm. right? And you might think, you know, I'm the only person on your docket today. And that's you thinking like you. Right. Think about it from their perspective. So how do you make their job easy? Mm-hmm. You know, think about it like that, you know, hey, and I even tell them, you know, when I'm, I almost romance these guys. I'm like, man, I appreciate what you do. I know there are a lot of renters around here that, you know, do some crazy things and you probably see everything, you know, I bet you've seen some crazy stuff. And when you tell somebody something like that, an inspector, they'd be like, most of the time, the answer I get is, man, you wouldn't believe it. The other day, da, 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 and they'll start to tell you a story almost, you know, and now you've shown that you understand what they do mm-hmm. and you have respect for what they do. And you know that it's, it's hard, you know, you've identified their high horse, you know, a little right. bit. And so that's, that kind of ingratiates them to you and it turns them into a friend. So if you look at it from their perspective, you try to make their life easy. They're going to make your life easy. And cause they're going to appreciate that mm-hmm. again, just like the police officer that pulled you over the last 10 people smarted off to him. He's in a bad mood and he pulls you over and you're just super cool, respectful and deferring to him and everything. That's, that's going to go a long way. And it's the same thing with these inspectors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I say, you know, remember Fonzie from Happy Days? Of course. You know, Who does not remember the Fonzie? The Fonz, right? Mm-hmm. Fonzie was cool. Everybody liked Fonzie because Fonzie was cool. So when an inspector comes to you and is requesting something, a Section 8 person that asks you to do this, that, even if you don't think it's right, just be Fonzie. Mm-hmm. Stick those two thumbs up and say, hey, you know, and just be super cool. That's the way to get things done. Just remember, it made me think of when Fonzie was about to lose his cool you do the woo, 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 woo <laughs> thing, right. you know what I mean? That's right. Like, like he totally fought off losing his composure. That's right. And, and it took everything within his being to resist that loss of control. That's right. You know, um, yeah. Then he went and took it out in the jukebox. That's okay. Exactly. The jukebox is an inanimate object. Can't hurt you. After, what was the officer, what? Officer... Officer Kirk? Remember. Was it Officer Kirk? It might have been, yeah. I think it was Officer Kirk was his nemesis in, uh, yes, Hello, Kirk. That's <laughs> Hello, right. Fonzarelli. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, after Kirk was gone, then he went and beat up the jukebox. Right. But don't beat up the jukebox in the presence of Officer Kirk. Exactly. Right. And if there's only one thing you remember from today, it's don't beat up the jukebox in the presence of the officer. Exactly. <laughs> Take it out of context. You have no idea what we're talking about, but you all will know that. Right. So We'll be back in 30 seconds. Right after this. If waiting for your investments to grow feels like waiting for paint to dry, there's a powerful secret your financial planner doesn't want you to know. You can accelerate your investments' growth by two, three, or even four times. That's bad news for Wall Street, but great news for you. We're Turnkey Allies, and we'd like to offer you free information that will show you how to take control of your investments and double, triple, or even quadruple their returns. And it's yours for free. For the secret your financial planner doesn't want you to know, go to turnkeyallies.com. That's turnkeyallies.com. 
And then another another uh, you know really best practice here is make a friend at the office. And mm-hmm. this is this seems super simple, but this goes such a long way. And I'm thinking about this particularly with Section Eight. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a particular procedure. Um, in some of the markets I work in, and, and you know, in Tampa, we were doing a and, and are doing a lot of Section Eight rentals. So a lot of our buy and hold properties there uh, are Section Eight renters, and it's a fantastic program that works really well in Tampa. I know it's different all over the United States. Some people might hate Section Eight. I love it in Tampa because it's a great office, uh, but still, it's government, and mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes things can take way longer than they should just because of inefficiencies, right? And I'm not going to get on a government rant, but we all know. It's not the most efficient company run in the world, right? right? Mm-hmm. So one thing we did when we started, when we decided, hey, we're going to start doing a lot of Section 8 rentals, I went down there myself to the office. And, you know, they weren't expecting me. You know, there was no one I had an appointment with or anything. But I just introduced myself, first of all, to the front gatekeeper. You know, mm-hmm. the woman answering the phone at the front. I introduced myself. Hey, I'm a you know a new landlord in the area. And, you know, we're renting Section 8. We're really happy to be working with you guys. This is great. That just, that blew her away. Her jaw just dropped. Like, you're... You're coming here telling me you're really happy to be working with us. No one has ever, you know, given me any sense that they have, are pleased that they're working with us or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that went a long way. She then helped me make a contact with someone else in the office who had some real power. I made friends with this girl named Tina, and you know, I mean, long story short, there were certain things that were going to take three or four weeks to get approved. And I called Tina a few times and said, "Look, this is going to take like three or four weeks, and I don't know if there's anything you can do, but." You know, is there any way you could help me out? And Tina remembered that I brought her candy mm-hmm. a few weeks before that or right. whatever. And I'm like, I'm the guy that brought you candy that time. Is there anything we can do? She's like, oh, yeah. You know what? I could probably just get this pushed through for you. It took two days. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, four weeks shrunk down to two yeah. days. You know what that meant to me? That meant an extra $800 in rent right. that I wasn't going to have, you know? Or so, what, a $5 box of candy? Right. Out of five, yeah. Some good that's, plenty that's or something. That's a good like that. ROI right it's there. It's a really good ROI. Yes. So, you know, simple things like that, guys, just letting people know and making a contact, a personal contact, mm-hmm. you know, just goes a long way. So if you guys are managing your own rentals, do that yourself. You know, if you have a property manager, um, you know, tell them they should be doing this. If they're going to be renting a ton of properties through the Section 8 program, having a friend on the inside, you know, an inside player, so to speak, mm-hmm. is absolutely key. And like I said, it took me from four weeks down to two days mm-hmm. on a couple different mm-hmm. situations. So I uh, really can't, you know, I can't emphasize that enough. Make a friend at the office. Be Fonzie. Be cool. Sweet. You know, make sure everybody likes you and make sure you're complying. And then um, lastly, you know, you want to be proactive, not reactive, mm-hmm. right? You want to do that in every phase of your real estate business. But especially uh, when we're talking about this type of thing, if you get a letter in the mail from City Co. that says, your trees need to be trimmed or your lawn needs to be mowed or wh- whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know, your, yeah, you know, your doorbell needs to be replaced, wh- whatever the request is. Don't sit on that. Don't let that, you know, don't put that on the side of your desk and let it sit there for two or three like weeks. Fonzie. Like Fonzie. Don't sit on it. Don't sit on it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you want to call them back right away or respond back. However, they've asked you to, usually it's a phone number. You would mm-hmm. call that actual inspector in Tampa. It's the actual inspector. So as soon as I get it, even if it's something I know I can't fix in a day or two, right. I call them and say, hey, you know, we got this information. Um, I see that there's, you know, overgrowth in that yard. They need to mow the yard. Um, I want you to know that, you know, that's my tenant's responsibility, but I'm going to go ahead and send my guy out there to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, would it be okay with you? Today's Tuesday. Would it be cool with you if I have that done by Friday? And would that work for you? Right. Okay. And that person, that, that inspector most of the time is going to say, you know what, Matt, that's, that's fine. I appreciate you calling. A lot of people ignore us and then we start finding them and then, you know, 
when they feel validated, when they feel heard and you call them back right away, mm -hmm. um, it's easy to get things done. Right. You know, where, where it's really hard is when they've sent you four notices. Yeah. You haven't responded to any of them. They've called you. You haven't responded to a call. And then finally you call them a month later, the day before your fines are about to start. And, and you say, oh, I need two more weeks to get this done or get this roof repair done or whatever it is. Well, they have the power to say, sure, we'll extend it for you. Mm -hmm. But if you've ignored them four or five times, they're not going to do that. Right. They're going to say, well, you know, dude, we sent you notices for a month. We tried to call you. As far as we knew, you were dead because we got no response. Mm -hmm. Now we know you're alive and you were just ignoring us. We don't like you. Right. So, no. We're not going to give you extra time, and it's going to be $15 a day until this problem is corrected, oh and God. it just accrues. This, how, just this accrues. is how I know, and we, we do this back and forth all the time. This is how we know each other. We, we actually do invest in real estate because, right. like, oh, God, boy, I remember that one. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff you only know when you've really done it, right? Exactly. Yeah, you don't read this in a book. <laughs> you do not. There's no course that prepares you for that. This is real-world experience. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And so, that's that's really it. You know, those are the, those are the main points that I would – you know, just say that all of you should be implementing in one way or another. Um, get to know the players. Mm -hmm. Get to know the system. Mm -hmm. Get to know the people. Show them respect. Mm -hmm. Remember your long-term goal right. is to make cash flow and realize that these people can crush that goal for you if you don't deal with them the right way. Right. Right. And most problems are not that big. Most of them are pretty simple fixes. Mm -hmm. They only get big when you leave them. Mm -hmm. Right. And always be proactive, not reactive. Always sure. get back to them mm -hmm. right away when they send you a notice. Validate it. Tell them what your plan is to correct it and make sure that works for them. Mm -hmm. Because if it works for them, it works for you. Right. If it doesn't work for them, trust me, it ain't going to work for you, you either. Exactly. It, it's, it's, you know, good luck with that. You <laughs> right. know? And you can try and fight inspectors. Good luck mm -hmm. with that too. Right. Because I learned that lesson really early on too. And, and uh, sure. you know. I learned it hard. Right. <laughs> Here in the office, we've got really like three things around this aspect. Um, because you've managed so many of your own properties, so many more properties personally than I have, um, well, when we have to deal with it, uh, usually it's gone above and beyond the, the property manager, and it's up to the owner now to deal with an issue. And uh, one is don't be right. Don't try to be right. There is, there is no ROI on being right except your pride. And your pride in this business, particularly dealing with the city officials, can be very expensive. Yeah. The other you one, better sit on your pride, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Just say, you know, the the whole cop analogy. Yes, sir. No, sir. Um, the other one was that you you had hit on was um, don't we don't delay. Do not right. delay. Yeah. As soon as you get that response, you got to drop everything and get right on it. And you know, even a couple days worth can, can make a big difference. And and you know, go ahead when when you have a chance. If our path crosses or our paths cross, uh, go ahead and ask me how I know that one. Right? <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. It's a, it, that's not a good lesson that you want to learn, or you don't want to learn it that way. Yeah, learn it here because it's actually free and unobtrusive, and it's actually a much more comfortable environment to learn that lesson. Absolutely. And and the third one was don't make their job difficult. Yeah. You know, you hit it right there. So on, so perfect. Put yourself in their shoes. Make their job easy. And uh, you make their job easy. Life is going to be much easier for you as a, a buy and hold investor. And if you make their job easy, it's going to come back to you. I mean, I'll give you one quick example. Um, one of our main property managers in Tampa mm -hmm. has a fantastic relationship with, you know, like I said, one area, like a 10 mile radius there where we own a lot of rentals. So, you know, my manager, John, has done a ton of interacting with this manager um, on one of the last properties. You know, I was looking at my statements and I'm just like, wow, how did we get those people moved in so fast? 
Like we had someone move out and someone moved in like seven days later. Mm-hmm. Usually if you're running at section eight, you then have to go through the process again and you're going to have probably a 30 day, at least a 30 day, even efficient right. uh, property manager will have a 30 day gap there where you don't have any income. We had somebody moved in at seven days. I was like, John, how did we do that? And he said, uh, he said, you know, I called the inspector. I said, it's ready for inspection. And he said, you know what? I'm book solid. I can't even get to you for the next like few days or whatever. But you know what? I've checked the last hundred times you've done this. You've always done exactly what we asked. Mm-hmm. So just go for it. I'm going to sign off on mm-hmm. it. He didn't even inspect it. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully I didn't just get him in trouble. But, right. you know, don't tell on him if, if, you know, if you're listening to this. We but. didn't drop which city, I don't think, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, there I you didn't. Go. It's in uh, Poughkeepsie, Idaho. Yes. That's where this happened. <laughs> Section 8, Poughkeepsie, Idaho. It's but my he, favorite cash flow market. He didn't even... He didn't even ask. I mean, he didn't even go by and inspect it. Mm-hmm. Based on the reputation of my manager and based on the fact that my manager had forever made his job easy. Fantastic. He didn't even look at Fantastic. it. Fantastic. And uh, you can't put a price what on that. What was that worth? Exactly. 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 Invaluable. All righty. That's it for today. Flipping houses can make you rich. Holding them will make you wealthy. We'll be back next week. Until then, remember, don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Contrary to popular belief, a lack of funding is not the biggest barrier to starting a business. It's excuses. But don't let a lack of funding be your excuse. We are Epic Fast Funding, and we'd like to fund your business with up to $150,000 in revolving credit lines. If you've got 60 seconds and a solid credit score, you could have access to your funds in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com to fill out our 60-second application. It's fast. It's simple. Up to $150,000 in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.